Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the magic episode. Yes, you heard it. Magic. Not just reserved for Hocus Pocus or four-year-olds going to Disneyland for the first time, but the actual wonder that you can find in everyday life. So uh, a few years ago, I read a book by this well-known pastor and author, Francis Chan, called Crazy Love. And uh, he has this, his, this portion in the book where he really talks about how life is, and as he says, that our life is a vapor and how we go about our days every day thinking that it's normal and the truth is, is that there is no normal day. And he talks about our kidneys and how nobody thinks about their kidneys unless you're someone whose kidneys don't work. And how miraculous it is that we are able to get up every day and you think about all of the things that have to happen in order for us to even get out of bed, all of the functions with inside of our bodies. You even think about the instances where you come in contact with other people, and he uses the example of when you're driving down the road at 65 miles an hour, whizzing past other people. I used to think about this a lot when I lived in LA, and I would go down uh, the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway, when you go up to Malibu. And it is a four-lane road, and when you get up higher, it's two lanes. But there is no barricade. There is no barrier. You are hauling past people going the opposite direction. And he points out that at any point, somebody could just simply jerk their arm and crash into you. And how amazing it is that a lot of days that doesn't happen. We think about our lives in the terms most often of redundant, mundane, mediocre, Oh, I live for the weekend. Oh, I can't wait until I retire. We seem so bogged down with everything that we have to do. And I want to I want to bring uh, in something that might offer something different. You know, you think about especially the holidays. And I was I know people have this idea about Santa and they some people don't want to tell their children that they exist for numerous reasons or whatever it is. I remember being young and believing in Santa. I only realized that Santa didn't exist when <laughs> the note that Santa wrote back to me somehow in my head I was like this is how Santa might write a letter if my dad used his right hand and because he's a, he's left-handed. He used his right hand instead of his left hand because this is a terrible handwriting. I'm still convinced, still convinced that <laughs> that's what happened. My dad is adamant that it was Santa, even all these years later, who wrote that letter. But... I don't understand sometimes the harm and just believing in a magical thing. People get so afraid of people believing in something. And, and I understand some people 
uh, especially in religious circles, have problems with the word magic because they think it's as associated with sorcery and, and all of that. And and some people just simply are Scrooges and don't want, and they just want to believe that everything is pragmatic. And regardless if you believe in intelligent design or the Big Bang Theory, whatever it is that that you hold on to, and and let me also say that I don't think that evolution and um, intelligent design have to be mutually exclusive. But anyway, but even if you believe in that, whatever it is, um, and if you're pure science, there's some people who just purely are this, you know, the scientific, they're um, atheist or anti-theist. You cannot deny the incredible, uh, the uh, magic <laughs> that this universe is. The, the beings that we are, the oceans and the mountains and everything that, that comes together to make up what we call Earth and the universe that we have only, you know, within the last, you know, few hundred years started really trying to explore and understand and even just understand that, you know, the Earth isn't flat. It's incredible. It's really incredible. Uh, there was... Uh, during our Christmas Eve service uh, at the uh, the parish that I grew up going to, uh, our father would, uh, our priest, <laughs> if you're not Catholic, uh, our our priest uh, for the for the Christmas Eve service. We didn't have a midnight service, but so we had a, a Christmas Eve service, and it was called the Children's Mass. So uh, children were were there, which I think. For me, I, I think that children should be in church. It's it's really fun. Uh, it's a good it's a good thing for them to be seen. And anyway, so at the beginning of every service, uh, Father O'Reilly would say, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to have a kind of an Irish accent because he was Irish, but he was like, oh, you know, um, you know, he would do his his normal like the the standard openings, and then he would kind of break into, oh, and you know, for all of the little children here. Uh, you know, I have a very special friend who is going to call at the end of Mass, and his name is Santa Claus. And all of the kids would light up, and they would be so excited, and it, it kind of brought a tear to your eye. It was, honestly, it made me believe in Santa again. It was just kind of nice. And they're like whispering, Santa, it's so Santa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And then he would continue, he's going to call me at the end of Mass and ask me if you've all been good little boys and girls. And, you know, it, it was it's a brilliant way to not only bring a part um, or, or bring in a, a piece of, of Christmas that so many children know and recognize, but also so they stay quiet during service. <laughs> but then at the end, his phone would ring. And he would say, oh, hello, Santa Claus. Oh, oh, you're in Canada. Oh, oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, yes, they were all good little boys and girls. And the kids would be whispering to their parents and their brothers and sisters and their friends. And they were just so excited. And I was, there was times, even as I got older, where I was like, Santa, it's Santa on the phone. It's magic. You can create magic no matter where you are. And that also brings me to something that I just thought of. I had a friend who, uh, when he was young, he had asked his parents about Santa. You know, 
who who is Santa? Where is he? Is there ever going to be a time when he doesn't come? And his, he was either his mom or his grandma, but they said this so perfectly. And they said, we are all Santa Claus. So there will never be a time in your life where you won't know Santa. And that brings me to the point overall that we all have the ability to be magical to other people. We all have the ability to bring a a special joy to people when we think that life is just mundane and mediocre. I think about Disneyland and how even adults who haven't been there in a really long time, uh, for most adults, uh, there's something that happens when you go and you enter and you see this uh, magical kingdom. You suspend your disbelief for a moment. You allow yourself to believe in <laughs> talking mice and bears and all kinds of things. Even the the sci-fi portion, you know, of Tomorrowland. And there's something that I think it's really the allowance. You're allowing yourself to believe this for a moment. You're allowing yourself the freedom. Because really, what is life if we don't think that it's really fantastic. What is the harm in that? What is the harm in believing that life is wonderful? You hear people get really quick to say, well, life is really hard and, you know, sometimes really terrible things happen and so on and so forth. And yes, terrible things absolutely do happen. Tragedies can happen at any moment. You are going to lose people who you love. You are going to probably know pain in some way uh, at some point throughout your life that you never imagined. And I think that that makes even a stronger case for believing that life is magical. Because every single moment that you are not trying to be grateful for something, you're not recognizing the majestic uh, nature of the entire universe, the fact that you're breathing, every moment that you're not recognizing that, you're actually stealing from yourself. Nobody else is affected, largely. You know, you, you might be annoying to them. <laughs> they might want you to, to be quiet. They might not talk to you about some of those things. But why would you steal joy from yourself? Why would you steal opportunities from yourself where you can see that life can be pretty wonderful, that you should embrace the moments of joy, the unexpected, um, ran- you know, the random acts of kindness that, that can come from strangers or interactions, even, you know, seeing uh, children believe in Santa Claus, believe in something that's wonderful, It makes me think of this quote by C.S. Lewis, and it's one of my favorites. And he says, someday you will be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. Think about that. I think there is a time when you are younger and you believe in things, and then all of a sudden the world comes in and tells you that it's stupid and it's not worth it. 
and they shoot you down time and time again. Think about most children. There's uh, probably, for some kids, I would say it starts like in elementary school. Maybe it's first or second grade, maybe even third. Some, if they're lucky, it doesn't happen till middle school. But there's a moment where they're changed forever, where somebody tells them who they think they are, where somebody tells them that they shouldn't feel free to dream the way that they want to. Because if you look at a two to four-year-old, they are fearless. They can com- they command presence when they walk into rooms. They get excited over the tiny things because they're seeing it for the first time. But then when we just continue with our lives and we think we've seen everything, we forget about all of that. And then there's a point in our lives where we will come back around and we will be able to believe in magic again. And I hope that that's now. If you haven't already been doing it, I hope it's now. Every single day that you have is an absolute gift. I talked about this in the birthday episode last season, but I also want to emphasize this idea that you also have the power to make magic in your life. You have the power to notice the things that you probably just take for granted every day. A gratitude practice is a great way to do that. (laughs) You might be rolling your eyes because a lot of people talk about gratitude. Uh, I know sometimes I get that way about something when it becomes quote-unquote trendy. But I believe that there's so many things that go unnoticed in our everyday lives that we just expect for uh, (laughs) somebody to uh, say hi to us or we expect uh, to have the, the regular safe route to work every day. We expect that our kids are going to be there waiting for us, uh, you know, if you have kids when you come home, or you expect to get a phone call from your mom during that day. But think about what if that didn't happen? We just assume that life is going to go on the way that it's gone on, And then there's going to be a day when something changes and it's not going to be how it has been. And wouldn't it be such a terrible thing if you didn't take advantage of all of those little magical moments that you thought were just the mundane and you stole them from yourself? So thank you for tuning in. Hop on over to amandapollock.com. Let me know when the last time you really believed in magic, if you still believe in it, uh, where you're trying to uh, find those miracle moments, those moments of gratitude, those moments where you realize how big life really, really is because they're everywhere. We just have to go look for them. So thank you so much. And, uh, and also uh, head on over when you head on over to my website, because you're going to do it, right? Uh, I have a free gift for you. So it's something special I think you will enjoy. And I can't wait to be with you next week.